Well, good morning. Good morning, East Tennessee. Another beautiful day. Uh, spring is upon us. The weather is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Nice and calm out there this morning. Uh, I hope that you're just enjoying yourself around your house this morning. A nice cup of coffee or whatever you choose to partake in the mornings to get your day started. Uh, my name is Scott Brokamp. I am one of the owners of His Security and Technology here in uh, Knoxville. And our weather today is, well, it's going to be pretty calm, actually. We had a little storm come through uh, last night. And uh, for the most part today, I think we're going to be high about 68 today, later on this afternoon. And uh, no more rain today, so that looks good, which is awesome because there are a lot of things going around uh, this weekend in town. The Rosini Festival is today. It is free. It is a one-day event downtown knoxville it turns it into a beautiful italian street fair the festival opens at 10 and ends at 9 tonight the knoxville garden club and garden study club are co-hosting the taluhi talahi talahi thank you very much uh today at lakeshore park the sale runs from nine to two today of course, our Tennessee Vols host Vanderbilt at noon at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Great win last night. And our Lady Vols take on Florida at 4 p.m. today at Sherry Parker Lee. We actually have uh, Monica Abbott, who threw out the first pitch last night. We'll also be at the Lady Vols game today, which we're excited to see about that. You can check out broadcasts of that on the ESPN Family Networks, as well as our sister station, WNML, the Sports Animal, 99.1 and 9.90 a.m. For more information and events going on around town this weekend, you can go to visitknoxville.com. That's visitknoxville.com. Well, as many of you know, today is Earth Day. So we are going to be talking things earthy, I guess you could say. Um, We're going to be focusing more on our environment, conservation for uh, things, well, quite frankly, around our house. Our first guest this morning has all kinds of expert knowledge on organic gardening and composting. She is a master gardener and host of a weekly live gardening tips podcast every Saturday morning on Facebook. Welcome back to Around the House, Amy Hahn. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. So, uh, you know, podcasting is so fun, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's actually um, a YouTube, a Facebook live that we do on Saturday mornings. And actually, I'm going there right after we're done here. You have a busy day today. Yes, it's a busy weekend. Um, <laughs> actually, there will be Knox. We're actually Knox County Extension Master Gardeners. I'm one of them. Okay. And we talk about the name being a little bit strange because no one's going to ever master gardening. <laughs> I mean, you master one little niche and another niche changes. Right. And then you come back to that first niche and something's changed there. Because, what is it? It's all about, but as an extension master gardener, we sort of try to give research-based information. Okay. And research is always happening. And so it we're is. always learning new things. It, so I mean, it, and it's in all aspects mm-hmm. of life. And, you know, I guess we, we probably don't think about that much, right? We're like, you know, ah, the dirt's not going to change. Mm-hmm. But the things that go into the dirt yeah. changes. Well, and our understanding of it. Has changed absolutely. It, you, we used to think it was okay if we just gave the plants. Well, let's talk about. We were going to talk about um, organic gardening. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So, 
there used to be an idea that if you just give the plants the 10 different things they need, then they're fine. But then we realized that they need healthy soil mm, yeah. to really grow. And then there's a lot of things, ha- interactions between biology, fungal networks, and the plants that don't happen if you're just feeding them, we call them the macro and micronutrients. You mean much like us, our human mm-hmm. body. Right. So it's it's a complicated system. And that's, we talk about there being an art and a science to gardening. Yeah. And there is. You were saying you had a black thumb. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) And I don't believe in black thumbs. It has to do with you're missing some some component Mm, of what's needed. Absolutely. You know, so there's something to learn. And so there's always places to learn with gardening. Um, But to talk about organic gardening, you're looking at feeding the soil and the life in the soil and 20 years ago, we didn't know how important the life of the soil, the microorganisms, the earthworms, the fungal networks. Mm. You know, you've probably heard of mycorrhizal fungi. Well, some people may some have. People I have. certainly haven't. What okay. in the heck is that? Um, it's actually, you know, how mushrooms are. Yeah. Okay. The mushroom is like the apple of the fungi plant. Okay. And it has little threads mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. life of yeah. itself that go through the soil. And so we've discovered that most plants have an association with a fungal network. Mm-hmm. And so the plant roots might go a foot from the plant, but the fungal network will go 20 feet. Yes. Okay. Makes and so perfect it, sense. Yeah. It allows the plant to actually draw on water and nutrients from well beyond where its root systems go Holy cow. and plants exude sugars and things to feed the fungi to get them to come to, to the them. plant and they exchange things and it's just fascinating see i told you my whole black thumb right mm-hmm. you said you don't believe in black thumbs i, and I told you it's knowledge right it's right. knowledge and it's knowledge <clears throat> uh, yeah. obviously my knowledge of gardening is very limited but mm-hmm. uh which is kind of strange for me so you're you are a master gardener mm-hmm. what does that mean okay a master gardener is a volunteer who has some special training and we help extension fulfill their mission okay and part of extension's mission is to give people research-based mm-hmm. environmental sustainable horticultural information so that's one of the things that extension is supposed to do and we actually help them with it because there are only i know neil denton is mm-hmm. here yeah you right. know on the radio station fairly regular sure but there's only a handful of extension agents that are for knox county many counties only have one or two extension mm, agents right and so their primary task is to help commercial endeavors sure landscapers and do training there Mm -hmm. and while they do answer a lot of homeowner questions there's just not enough of them to go around right right so that's where master gardeners come in okay well that's awesome i mean it's it's a great way to to actually put things together Mm -hmm. uh you know as as many things go right we have we have some experts that need a lot of help and right. and so it's awesome to know that there is that help and mm-hmm. uh obviously 
with that, you obviously have a passion for what you yeah. do. And, and that always is what's going to lead that. It's always right. what's going to help. Uh, yeah. help and we do additional others. training. We have to do 40 hours of classroom training and every year a certain amount of continuing education and then commit to a certain amount of volunteer time. Right. And then there are some of us that just, it's almost like our, um, like a volunteer job. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, well, when it's your passion, that's what it turns yeah, into, right? It is. You know, it really is. Well, we are going to take a short break right here. If you have any questions for Amy, I know we just kind of are scratching the surface here, mm -hmm. or breaking ground, right? Breaking yep. the soil. <laughs> uh, if you have questions, give us a call or a text, 865-656-8255, or give us a call at 1-800-951-8255. We'll be right back here on Around the House on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. We are visiting here this morning with Amy Hahn, a master gardener. And uh, Amy is going to help us learn, well, maybe maybe some good tips on how to get that amazing garden that you have always wanted to have. Good morning, Amy. Thank good you morning. so much for being here. Well, one of the things that's really important is to have realistic goals, you know, what is it? Mm, if you yeah. have your sight set on having a garden like the person who's been doing a garden for 20 years. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And you're going to be really disappointed or, you know, thinking about what is it? everyone in July and August doesn't like their garden. <laughs> they never, t they, you don't see pictures of people's gardens in July and August. You see their June garden, uh huh, uh huh. You know, right? Yeah, you see, they take pictures when it's pretty, of course. But when I talk to folks who want to start gardening, I tell them, don't start too big and don't tar start mm. too small. If you plant one tomato plant and one pepper plant, mm. when one of those dies, you think you're the problem, right? So what I tell people is, plant three to five plants of each type okay so you want to plant three to five tomato plants right when you plant them okay and you know three to five pepper plants if you're going to plant those and then if one of them dies you know it's the plant because sometimes plants die sure and it's not something you've done and it's not something you know it just happens it just happens yeah and the other thing is don't plant just tomatoes last year was a horrible tomato year hmm. the weather was just um tomatoes don't make fruit if the temperature's too hot okay and it was hot right yeah it was you know and then we had a lot of rain and then that brings in fungal diseases that attack tomatoes it was a bad tomato year so what <clears throat> if if you're for just putting our foot into the water mm -hmm. here if this is going to be our first ever garden what would you suggest i mean obviously three to five plants mm -hmm. but do you have specific uh fruits or vegetables that you would recommend to plant well, that think maybe about, are easier to maintain think about what do you like to eat <clears throat> if you love cucumbers right plant cucumbers okay plant three to five cucumbers and just learn about them study that crop mm, yeah. so i'll tell us people pick two to three crops crop types okay. and plant a couple plants of each 
The one exception is beans. You do have to plant quite a few bean plants, you know, probably at least a dozen. They're small to get any right a, a meal worth out correct. of them. Correct, correct. Yeah. But if you pick three to five, well, I would say three your first year, maximum different types of crops. Right. And you, ha- you can study sense. on those. Every crop has its own learning curve. Hmm. And so you don't want to spread yourself too thin. Sure. And so, you know, there are summer crops and there are fall crops. And most people do a summer garden. So that's tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers, um, squash. Mm-hmm. Summer and winter squashes are planted in the spring. Because <laughs> winter squash just take a long time to grow. Okay. They're actually just mature versions of summer squashes. Interesting. Yeah. And so growing a garden is about um, making the plants happy. Mm-hmm. They need a few things. They need sun. Mm. So if you, if you don't have a place with lots of sun, anything that produces fruit needs eight hours of sun. Okay. And that's not sun coming through a tree. It's that's direct sunlight. Direct sun. All right. Things that produce greens can do with less light. So they can do mm, six hours, maybe even four, but they won't be as healthy. Okay. And then root crops like carrots and radishes, Mm -hmm. those need potatoes. We're mostly past the time when you would plant those. Right. But they need probably at least six hours of sun. So we need an area with good direct sunlight. Mm -hmm. Um, And so let's let's dive in this a little bit. So let's talk about the preparation. What? What do you what do we need to do to prepare that that area that ground in mm-hmm. say we're going to do three crops of you know five five plants each of each mm-hmm. crop how much space do we need and cuz I know there's so much that goes into this so how much space do we need and what's the best way to prepare that ground Right so it depends on what you're growing okay. tomatoes need about 4 square feet mm. for each plant for each plant yes so on two foot centers. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, if you're doing construction. So that's what they need. Okay. And so Makes sense. for f- three tomato plants, mm-hmm. you would need four, eight, 12 Correct. square feet. Right. So they do take up a fair mm-hmm. bit of space. Um, one the, the reason you need to space them is they are big plants. Right. You've seen the tomato cages they sell at the store. Oh, yeah. Um, tomatoes in our climate we have a long growing season tomatoes will grow six feet tall and those little three foot cages are inadequate sure (laughs) so what do you do well you can take um a stake okay yeah it can be a rebar it can be Mm -hmm. even a wooden stake and you can tie the tomato to it as it grows um you can take the five-foot concrete reinforcing wire mm-hmm. pieces and make them into big circles okay. that'll fit in that four-square-foot right, right. footprint. And so those work really well. I do find I need to put like a rebar stake and tie that to the cage or it'll fall over. Mm, yeah. And then your tomato plant's not very happy. So I actually use tomato cages for my peppers. Huh. So peppers only need about a square foot of space. Okay. So you can put... You know, if you have a four by four bed, you can put a, quite a lot of peppers in Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't need as many much space. 
cucumbers, you want to trellis them. So you want to let them climb. And there's a lot of different ways to do that. Um, some people will, you know, do that single stake. Okay. And do that. Some people will do, make like a U-shaped uh-huh. arched. Correct. Arched right, type thing. Right, right. And they'll take do strings for the cucumbers to climb up. Sure. But so they'll only need one foot each, one square foot each if you're trellising them. But they need that vertical space. Huh. So what... What do we need? What's what is a good ground preparation for this? What's a good way to to start? I mean, we mm-hmm. a lot of stuff we hear now. We hear about raised beds, yes. and um, so what what's a good starting point? Well, if you're just starting, raised beds, if you can afford it, are probably the best way to go. Okay, because they're easy. We do have heavy clay soils, mm-hmm. and once they've been, once you've been able to add organic matter, and that's compost. Right and um decomposed materials right you don't want to just like till wood chips into it or something like that but um that if you can get a little bit of organic matter into the clay soil it is wonderful it holds water nicely it Mm -hmm. holds nutrients um but we do recommend raised beds for just starting okay so you don't have to have a side to have a raised bed. Right. You can just mound materials on it. So starting, um, if you're starting here, mm-hmm. there's a lot of different places you can buy just a soil soil or soilless mixture for raised beds. That's a great place to start. Right. Um, the other thing to start with is do a soil test. Because you can, if you go online and... Uh, the the website is soillab.tennessee.edu, and you can get all the instructions you need to do a soil test. Mm. What that'll tell you is if you are missing any of those important micro and macronutrients right. we talked about before, you need to add them to be able to successfully grow. There are soils in our area. I was resistant to doing a soil test when I started as a gardener right and i've been gardening for 20 a vegetable gardener for 20 years in our area and i was resistant to doing a soil test then i moved to my new house and my plants didn't grow as good as they did at the old house and i finally did a soil test and found that my soil had almost no phosphorus and that is one of the macronutrients that plants have to have to grow and interesting uh, I talked to Neil Denton, and he said, yes, some of the soils in our area are deficient in phosphorus, hmm. but all it causes is slowed growth. It doesn't cause the plants to die. It doesn't plant, cause the plants to not be able to grow, but it makes them not grow well. Right, right. If I hadn't been growing in a different place, I mm-hmm. wouldn't have known that my plants weren't growing good. Huh. And That's so once now I've amended my soil, added phosphorus to it, and it's doing wonderful. Things so, are growing wonderful. So I have to ask, what was your reluctancy to do the soil test? Well, I didn't think I needed it. <laughs> you know, I thought, well, my plants are growing great. I used to live in an old neighborhood in Lenore City. Yeah. And everything grew great see that's why that's why my plants don't do very good with me because i don't think i need help right but obviously i do (laughs) yeah 
And so, you know, I did that. I learned that. Mm. And yeah. the other thing is a lot of times when you're coming into a new space, mm-hmm. um, you don't have a good mycorrhizal and right. um, soil organism network in your soil if there's just been grass grown there. Right. So, you know, you, it does take time to build. Your first garden sure. is not going to be your the same as your fifth garden. Right. Even in what the soil life is, your soil might not be very alive. Mm. It's probably not dead, but it right. might not be very alive. Well, in in we're unfortunately we are up uh, to that break, but that's okay. something I want to talk about when we come back. Mm-hmm. Is I mean, I, believe it or not, I grew up in farm country in mm-hmm. central Illinois in a family of farmers. So, uh, but if it's not corn or beans in a, in a big field, I'm kind of lost. But I want to yeah. talk about that building that life right Mm -hmm. that life of that bed and some of the things that go into that if you have questions for amy this morning if you're interested in starting your best garden ever uh amy's gonna have some amazing tips to help you get started you can call or text your questions to 865-656-8255 or call us 1-800-951-8255 we'll be right back here on around the house on news talk 98.7 woki I just can't help but hum that. I mean, hum it, whistle it. It's just such a beautiful tune. Hey, welcome back here on Around the House. My name is Scott Brokamp, and visiting with me this morning is Amy Hahn, who is a master gardener, a member of Master Gardeners of Knox County here. Um, The Knox County Master Gardeners are just a huge resource of volunteers that help Mm -hmm. UT Extension um, with, well, quite frankly, helping you be successful in your gardening mm-hmm. endeavors. Um, at, during the break, Amy provided me a uh, an amazing resource, and it is a calendar, um, which I am so excited mm-hmm. to take home and share with my wife and kids. Um, it, but you can actually get this calendar online by going to uh, the extension.tennessee.edu and then there's uh, look for publications documents i'm also going to have this posted Mm -hmm. on our facebook page uh the around the house facebook page there's going to be several links of a lot of great information Mm -hmm. to get a lot of these resources but extension.tennessee.edu is a great place mm-hmm. to start. Um, of course, you can always go to knoxcountymastergardener.org. And uh, mm-hmm. there is, I mean, just tons of resources mm-hmm. here that are available. So, yeah. uh, And you'll be able to find us at the, we'll have a table at the Tawahi plant sale today that you talked about earlier. Yes, ma'am. Yes. And also at what Earth Day at the Habitat Restore on downtown west boulevard downtown west okay and tomorrow i will actually be at may apple market at imes nature center so that's this weekend (laughs) that's awesome Mm -hmm. uh sounds like you're well i mean we kind of talked about that when we first met this morning Mm -hmm. it's a very busy time for you yes um so while right before break i said we i wanted to come back and ask about this so Mm -hmm. one of the things that I learned from my ancestors about farming mm-hmm. was the importance of of the reuse of the soil mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things that come in the churn and turn mm-hmm. of that gardening area yes. uh, regardless of how big or how small 
And mm-hmm. so I, I want I want you to kind of help explain some of that to our listeners, mm-hmm. because if you have good stuff that goes back into the soil, right. that can help your base. But if you have bad stuff, mm-hmm. it then can contaminate that base. Right. Okay. So I want to go to that a phrase that you just did, the churn and turn. Yeah. That used to be the way things were done, uh-huh. but now research has found out that that churn is not the greatest thing it's to do regularly. Now, if you're just starting a garden, if you do not have Bermuda grass, mm-hmm. right. if you have Bermuda grass, you need to get that out first. <laughs> if you churn and turn Bermuda grass, yeah, you will have Bermuda everywhere. Everywhere, because cutting it up just so, stuff is like sewing it. Yes, you know? it's a woo. It'll regrow from just mm-hmm. a small piece. Yes, it will. And yeah, so if you have Bermuda, just take the sod part off. Pile it up somewhere where it's going to die off. Okay. So, but, okay, away from that turn and turn. So, initially starting a garden, doing a tilling can be helpful, especially if you have compacted clay. You know, if you're in new construction and they've run construction equipment over it, um, you can take a digging fork and loosen it up that Mm -hmm. way. Um, I don't recommend double digging for our, our clay soils because you will kill yourself (laughs) now what double digging is you dig one layer off you put it in a wheelbarrow or something then you dig another shovel depth Mm -hmm. and you add compost and organic materials Mm -hmm. to that and then fill it back up but digging that much clay (laughs) you better have some heavy equipment (laughs) yeah if you have heavy equipment to do it but then don't run it back over that bed don't Uh -uh. connect it again but okay so we were talking about what to add um compost is a great thing to add and you can purchase it um beware of compost that someone's made in their own place um there are some things that people can accidentally add to their compost that will actually kill your garden plants. It'll make it fine for grass, but you can't put it on garden plants. Um, In the past few years, farmers who grow hay for animals Mm -hmm. have started spraying their fields, and I don't actually know how long they've been doing it, but we've been getting reports. That's been a fairly recent five, ten years thing for us um, is called persistent herbicide. And so if that's been sprayed on the hay that either you add to a compost bin Mm -hmm. or a compost system or add the manure from an animal who's eaten that hay, Mm -hmm. it will kill your tomatoes, peppers, beans, Mm -hmm. anything that's called a, that's a broad leaf. That's not a grass. Mm -hmm. And so, and that lasts for like three to five years. And so, you want to be really careful. If you're getting compost from someone who's put horse manure or cow manure into it, you can take a little bit of that compost, mm-hmm. add it to some potting mix, yeah. sow some beans in it. If they grow good, oh, and take just take some of that potting mix and sow some beans. So, you have one with the compost added, one with just the beans, okay. yeah. with, with just the potting mix. Right. You put a couple beans in there, they'll both sprout, but if one of them has persistent herbicide, those beans will curl and it'll be very obvious. Okay. They will curl up and die. And 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 if 
from what I recall, beans sprout beans relatively sprout quickly. Really fast. Yes. Yeah, so it's a simple, yeah. easy, quick test to know. Very easy to if know if you have beans. safe compost. If the beans curl, put that on your lawn. Just about every lawn could benefit from right. a quarter inch of compost yeah. added every year. Yes. So all is not lost if you end up with the compost mm-hmm. with the herbicide and you won't have a lot of weeds in your yard that year. Right. <laughs> but, you know, it's better t- if you can avoid that. And if someone's okay. giving away horse manure, interrogate them. Right. You know, before you add a- it to your Ask compost. all the questions. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have definitely seen, gotten reports of... This part of my garden isn't growing, and all their plants are cur- doing that curling mm. up, and it's just distressing. And we'll ask, you know, did you get a get compost from right. someone? And invariably, they'll say they did. Well, and that's it's really a great point to to mm-hmm. uh, make sure that we we kind of talk about is that the that compost material and what mm-hmm. you would do to take care of your yard, your grass yeah. is not the same as what you want to use to take care of your plants right. and, and your garden. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's going to be some generalities that will right. equate to both, but the materials and mm-hmm. what you need to do to make that healthy is yeah. not going to be the same. Yeah, grass is a little bit different kind of plant Correct. than most of our vegetable garden. Now, corn is a grass, mm-hmm. so that is one exception but we generally don't grow grasses in our gardens. Right. We spend a lot of time getting those out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out, out, out. So, yes. you, so you touched a little bit on the composting, and mm-hmm. uh, you had mentioned earlier that fall is really the, the composting right. time of year. Fall is the best time because you need what, what we call brown materials and green materials, and you need a lot of brown mm. because it's actually the, the weight Okay. of the material that you want. You're supposed to add browns and greens in about equal amounts, but that's by weight. Okay, so when you say browns, or I'm assuming mm-hmm. you're the, the trimmings or as the plants foliage right. for... Dry dead stuff. Dry dead stuff, okay. Dry dead stuff is basically the browns. All right. It has low nitrogen and high carbon Okay. as far as when you look at what it's made right. of. And the green stuff has higher nitrogen mm-hmm. and lower on the carbon. Okay. Now, there are, there are a couple things that are brown that we class as greens for compost, and that can be confusing, um, but they're wet. And so animal manures are, can, are greens mm. in okay. a composting yeah, system, and coffee grounds are considered mm. a green okay. in a composting system. But it's more the brown stuff is generally dry and dead, and the green stuff is wet. And it's sometimes green. <laughs> so, I mean, composting in itself is mm-hmm. probably a whole nother, at least a half hour, if not oh, a full yeah. hour show. Um, and there's material in that calendar we talked about. There's a lot of links listed in there. Mm. So fall's great because you can get all the, dr- all the leaves. Right. And leaves are generally safe to add to your composting system. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So... So let's talk a little bit about some of these events that you have going mm-hmm. on this weekend. So you'd mentioned um, the Tahuli? Talahi. Talahi. I'm, I'm just not going to get it right. That's yeah. all right. I'm, that's why you're I had here. to hear it for a long time. See, that's why you're here, yeah. Amy. You're the professional on this one. So what what is going on at that event? And then let's talk about the Habitat at Restore event today as well. 
Okay. The Tulahi plant sale has been going on for a long time in Knoxville. It's one of our older, probably one of our oldest plant sales, and it's at um, the Marble Palace at Lakeshore Park. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I have actually never been to it personally, but I've heard about it. Mm. Um, it's mostly for mostly focused on plants for ornamental gar- gardeners who grow ornamentals, which is right. not vegetables and generally not fruits. Okay. And I'm pro- I'm personally primarily an edibles gardener, right? So I get excited about places where they're doing edibles, but I do have some flowers and stuff in my yard too. Mm. But the Tulahi plant still. Um, there and there will, I think, be some other kinds of tables that are gardening related, but big plant sale. And what time is that going on today? Do you know? Oh gosh, it is. I don't remember. Nine to two, I believe. Okay, nine to two. All right. Yeah. Perfect. And tell us a little bit about the event at the Restore. Okay, the event at the Restore is they're inviting a whole lot of community partners which we which is we are um we support a program that they do called what well, we do for them called habitat or urban gardens helping their habitat homeowners take care of their lawns and do some landscaping mm-hmm. and really learn how to manage a yard because they're coming right. in not having that experience right so okay so it's at the restore it's in the parking lot and i know last year they had some different craftspeople, some just an assortment of different vendors there. And it's just for Earth Day to get people out. And, you know, the Habitat Restore is about getting items back into the community that would otherwise end up in the landfill. Right. And that particular one has a, a, actually quite a lot of, con, um, not construction equipment, but um, house building type stuff. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, they have more than some of the other Habitat stores in our area. Well, I, I love the uh, acronym <clears throat> for the Habitat Urban Gardener. It's HUG, you know. Yes. So, I mean, it, it that is just awesome and amazing. Uh, yeah. We are going to take a quick break right here. We'll come back and uh, continue with Amy Hahn, Master Gardener. If you've got questions, comments, give us a call or text 865-656-8255 or call 1-800-951-8255. We'll be right back here on Around the House with... Scott Pro Camp on News Talk 987 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. I hope you have been enjoyed listening to Amy Hall this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is in, enlightening my world. Uh, I will tell you, I have been a self proclaimed black thumb and amy helped me understand that it's well simply because i haven't done enough research to get enough knowledge to Mm -hmm. do the right things for my lifestyle of gardening and and wonderful ornamentals so yeah some people get it you know from their family and they grow up with it but some people don't i'm just going to tell you my biggest Mm -hmm. thing is is i just forget I just mm-hmm. forget. I get busy and I'm like, oh crap, I was supposed to water the plant. Set alarms Set on your eight. phone. Yes. Well, yeah. That stupid thing goes off enough. But <laughs> anyway, so uh, again, Amy, thank you so much for being here with us this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, again, I, I hope that our listeners have been enlightened as I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of our listeners probably are uh, probably 
companion gardeners, much like yourself, yeah. who have done this for years. Uh, so I, I do have one last question before I, I kind of give you the floor here. But, you know, with uh, a lot of sustainable living, that's the conversation mm-hmm. we have a lot nowadays. Obviously, having those edible gardens is huge. Uh, and one thing that, you know, I kind of hear talk amongst others is what are things that we need to look out for if we're accepting vegetables and and sustainables from our friends who are gardening is there things that we need to be mindful of or we just you know hey we got some we got some nice cucumbers and let's enjoy them you know what i would just enjoy them and i would wouldn't look too carefully if they have a little bit of spots on them Mm -hmm. or like with greens and stuff a few holes you know what that's if it's alive something's gonna eat it right and so you want to be eating stuff that's alive. Mm. It it doesn't have to be perfect. Just, you know, cut off that little part that's got a hole or doesn't look perfect because that's a lot where a lot of food waste comes from. Right. And most of the time, if there's, a you know, a blemish on the skin of a cucumber, mm-hmm. it's really only very surface deep. Right. And so you can just cut it off. Now, if it's mushy inside, throw it out right. or compost it. That's right. the best one. Yeah. But... You know, just what is, I can't really think of anything that you would get from a friend or someone doing a home garden mm-hmm. that would be a problem. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Eat it. Mm-hmm. Eat it. So enjoy it. It, it. it, you know, one or two things. What would you like to leave with our listeners the most today from your time with us this morning? Well, I would like to say being a gardener and becoming a gardener is a process, mm. and there's always stuff to learn. And it's really fun. Just don't try to learn it all at once. Right. Because then you'll get overwhelmed. And there are years that are good for, there are good tomato years. There are bad tomato years. There are good cucumber years. There are bad cucumber years. You know, this year is probably going to be a bad pea year. Hmm. Because peas don't like it when the weather gets above about 75. And you, so... You know, our pea window this year for snap peas, I do snap peas and snow peas, is going to be super short this year because it's been hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's not a good year. Some years we have a long, cool spring. Right. And it's a wonderful year for those crops. So every year is good for something, but it's also bad for something. Well, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I guess to me what I've kind of mm-hmm. gained from our time this morning is that uh it's kind of simple right it's mm-hmm. it's it's like us as a human it's a living thing yep and and we all go through seasons mm-hmm. and some are good and some are bad yeah um uh, but at the end of the day we must take care of those living things mm-hmm. so like you were talking about the microorganisms that are uh in the in the fungals that are in the ground and yeah. how they feed and and help to just uh make our gardens grow and flourish mm-hmm. so again much much like our bodies so i think that's what i'm going to take away is that yep. my my gardening woes if i will think of it more as t- like taking care of myself and my mm-hmm. body um that would be <clears throat> huge yeah. so uh amy thank you so much for being here with us if you have gardening questions you can email them to kcmg amg at gmail.com or you can call 865-215-3554 go to the knoxcountymastergardener.org website and you can see a calendar of events Mm -hmm. that is going on 
And, uh, well, if you need some helpful resources, we'll have some of those posted for you on the Around the House Facebook page yeah. uh, as well. And we're also regularly at several of the farmer's markets every week at Dixie Lee Farmer's Market and Teleco Village Farmer's Market. Okay. Every other week at Ebenezer Farmer's Market. And then a couple times through the season at Market Square and New Harvest Park Farmer's Markets. Awesome. We'd like to be at all of them, but there's just not enough of there's us. There's not enough. Well, thank you again so much, Amy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, a little a little new bit here on Around the House is the topic of the day. And, of course, the topic of today is Earth Day. So uh, as we have said before, uh, with today being Earth Day, did you know Earth Day began as a student protest in 1970? Ah. I didn't until I started looking into this. So there was a huge oil spill in California and thousands of college and university campuses organized rallies for a cleaner, safer environment. The first Earth Day was 53 years ago, and this helped create the well-known EPA that we have today. Uh, So, Amy, what's Earth Day mean to you? Well, it's a day when people tend to focus more on taking care of planet i mean my my view is that we've been given it to, it to be good stewards of mm-hmm. and not to drain every resource from it as quick as we can yeah absolutely and so earth day is a reminder as a day set, sort of set aside to remind us right. about that and think about that yeah well and we do we all get so so busy and 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 we get caught up in all these modern conveniences you know, mm-hmm. and as you kind of have spoke with us a little bit this morning about that with with modern science and through continually educating ourselves, you have learned, we have learned things that we used to do in gardens that aren't good anymore, mm-hmm. but the same thing with our life and our environment, right? We've created things that are not necessarily the healthiest for mm-hmm. us, but they are sure great for modern convenience. Right. And but they they may not have the best in mind when we think of our environment and in keeping the earth going in a kind and loving manner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I like to as I teach my kids about things in life where uh, big proponents of don't litter mm-hmm. and but the biggest thing that we always try to kind of leave our kids with is this is we have to be kind. We have mm-hmm. to be kind to other people. We have to be kind to each other. Mm-hmm. But we also have to be kind to the world around us. And definitely. And, and as you help me to think today, the world around us is alive. Mm-hmm. And it's just like taking care of our personal bodies. There is a lot of care that goes into that. Yes. And we need to be mindful of that. So <clears throat> uh, we are, when we come back into our second hour, I want to hear from our listeners. If you've got. Uh, your Earth Day, what is your most remarkable Earth Day moment, or what does it mean to you? Call us or text us, 865-656-8255, or you can call toll-free at 1-800-951-8255. I just want to say thank you again so much, Amy. You have really helped enlighten me on my gardening issues. So uh, we will be back with more about Earth Day when Around the House continues after this break. You're listening to Around the House. I'm Scott Brokamp on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. And welcome back to Around the House. 
I hope you enjoyed our first hour with Amy Hahn, Master Gardener. Um, man, she really enlightened me on my woes of gardening. Because trust me, they are they are many. Uh, I am not very much so a master gardener. So um, I, I just want to say again, thank you to Amy. Uh, it, you know, today as we talk about Earth Day, our topic of the day, um, uh, Riley, you're uh, well. Let's just say uh, you're you're a little younger than I am. Your generation is a little different, and I, I you know. Earth Day to my generation is, um, I, I think, has a com- really a little different meaning. I think you were taught some different things about Earth Day. What's that? What's Earth Day look like to you? I mean, you're from what the millennial generation, I guess. Yeah, I was born '98, so. so you're you're one standing up and saying, "Hey, us millennials are pretty awesome after all, aren't you?" Uh, sort of, I guess, if you want to say that. I guess we're a little awesome. Um, I guess Earth Day to me, I guess it's more of just like a blessed to be here on this you know planet you know we take for granted how lucky we are to just be you know on two feet on this ground and just kind of walk around just live so i think today is just a day of thankfulness reflection just like hey this is the great planet we live on let's treat it nice like we would treat ourselves yeah. so that's kind of where i look at it do, do you remember like when you were in school mm-hmm. did did they did they teach you anything specific or did they do different things around earth day yeah i mean like in elementary school we would go out to our garden and we would just you know, I think we'd plant a couple of things. We would, of course, color the earth or like do some in mm, arts. Right. Um, so just that kind of stuff to celebrate today. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't remember doing a whole lot uh, when I was a kid, but I guess I don't remember a whole lot from way back then, anyway. So you're a little old. I get it. I, I am. I am. And if and right. if you don't want to remind me, my kids will be happy to. Of so course, somebody somebody has to do it, right? Hey, that's right. You know what? Uh, I am, as Amy was talking about, right? There's that season for everything in mm-hmm. in your in your gardening, and well, <clears throat> my season. I'm going to be a good ripe tomato coming up there soon. I can feel it. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, if if you have an amazing Earth Day story or something that you would like to comment or share about Earth Day and what it means to you, we'd love to hear from you. You can give us a call or text at 865-656-8255, or you can call 1-800-951-8255. Uh, I, I do just want to say, uh, again, good morning to everybody. The sun is shining um according to our local weather forecast it's going to not shine a whole lot today we're going to be uh, pretty much a little little cloudy today but it's going to be a nice comfortable day um and so with that get out and do something right there's a lot going on around town the rosini festival is today this free one-day event turns downtown knoxville into an italian street fair the festival opens at 10 and ends at 9 tonight the Knoxville Garden Club and Garden Study Club are co-hosting the Tulahi, I think, or Lahi. I don't know. I have not gotten it right all day. Uh, but that is today at Lakeshore Park. The sale runs from 9 to 2. Of course, our men uh, baseball team, the Vols, host Vanderbilt at noon at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. And the Lady Vols take on Florida at 4 at Sherry Parker Lee. Both games are on the ESPN family of networks, as well as our sister station, WNML, the Sports Animal, 99.1, FM, and AM on 990. For more information on all the events happening around town, including links and tickets, go to visitknoxville.com. That's visitknoxville.com. 
So I would like to introduce to you our guest for the second hour. There is another event that is related to Earth Day, and it's a special shred day happening at Admiral Tile that is near the corner of Kingston Pike and Walker Springs. Here to tell us more about it, plus some great insights into the Knoxville real estate market, is one of the event sponsors, Eric Whitener and Terry Joe Fox of the Knox Fox Real Estate Group. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I got to say that, uh, you know what? Y'all are some of my favorite people. I know you know that. But uh, I'm so glad that you're here this morning. Uh, I can't wait to hear why. You can't hear... I can't wait to hear why. We're your well, favorite people. <laughs> because because y'all got good hearts. You know, you got good hearts. You care about our community. And there's things that y- you guys, much like myself and, and my company, you know, we care about being able to help promote and help create a sustainable community in many ways, <clears throat> whether it's in supporting great things like a shred day for the necessary legal purposes, right? Mm-hmm. But also it's good for our environment. There's, you guys, you know, I recently did a huge event Wednesday night and you guys, as always, were happy to step up and be a sponsor of uh, an amazing bat to give away. And for our listeners, that may not sound like a big thing, but by the way, softball bats are very expensive. That, that they are. <laughs> Indeed. Very. <laughs> I, I did not realize uh, all I know is this: I might have to find me a second job to be able to support my uh, daughter's softball career here coming up. But, uh, any rate, welcome this morning, you guys. Um, I'm so glad to have you. So, tell us, tell us about this shred day. Well, Scott, first, thank you for having us. We do appreciate that, and for the kind words that you just said. Um, so. Last year, I think was our first year we did it. And this year we are sponsoring a free community shred day event, as you mentioned. Um, And it's just to give back to our community because sometimes you do have um, boxes and bags of those very important documents and you just don't know where to go Mm. or... um, or what to do with them or what to do with them. Um, but you're like, refuse to just drop them off somewhere. So at our shred day, we actually do have the actual truck Mm -hmm. on site at Admiral title, as you mentioned, that will, we will put it, take it from your vehicle. We will put it into the container and you will watch it go into the truck and shred it on site. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty cool to do. Um, and to, just give back, like you said, to the community. And it also, um, everything that gets shredded today will be recycled. Mm. So um, that's also very nice. And so we'd like to also mention some of our other sponsors as well. Yeah, so um, obviously Admiral Title is um, hosting us for this event, uh, made that location really uh, convenient. Uh, We have Vicki Williams with Movement Mortgage, um, Val Privet with Beacon Insurance Advisors, and um, and Junk Galaxy is um, th- those are all sponsors of this event. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you know, much like yourself, all of those are just local members of our community mm-hmm. that are always very well known for giving back and and trying to create something special. So, what time does this event go on today? Uh, so it starts at ten and runs till one o'clock. 10 to 1. Okay. Yes. So, and for those of you that don't know, Admiral Title is, I mean, it's just off the corner 
of uh, what Walker Springs and Kingston Pike. Yeah, it's located at 8517 Kingston Pike. It's in that parking lot of um, Party City, mm-hmm. Sonic, right there. You will not miss the big truck. Yep, Gold's Gym's there. Yep. And, yeah, yep. So. The building looks like a bank because it used to be a bank. It did yep. used to be a bank. Yeah. Yeah, no, we wired a camera in there where that vault used to be was, woo! Uh, the, the vault's still there. It's not really fun trying to wire around all that. I just want you to know that. Well, again, thank you guys for being here this morning. Um, we are going to take a short break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk uh, We're going to talk some Shred Day, but we're going to talk local Knoxville real estate. And I have the, well, quite frankly, two of the, most astound pros that i know in this market so uh, if you have questions about real estate you have questions about the shred day feel free to call us or give us a text 865-656-8255 or you can call toll free at 1-800-951-8255 this is around the house with scott brocamp on news talk 98.7 woki Welcome back to Around the House. My guests in studio this morning are Eric Whitener and Terry Joe Fox of the Knox Fox Real Estate Group. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. So tell us, tell us about Eric and Terry Joe and the Knox Fox Real Estate Group. So as you mentioned, Terry Joe Fox and um, my husband, Eric Whitener, is very creative with with everything as you know, with marketing and things like that, which makes him really, really great for our business. Um, but he came up one day um, with the Knox Fox, and and that's actually my maiden name, but uh, he just started rolling with it and making just different things as well as my um, car vanity plate that we've heard on the, the radio as well. <laughs> so, so there's actually just a little backstory to that. Um, we were... On our way, I think we were on our way to a showing or, or a listing appointment, but we were in the car together. And Terry Joe is very good with direction, right? Like she rarely uses her GPS. She knows all the back roads. I, on the other hand, um, I know my way around town, but I'm still pretty much GPS dependent. That's just how I am. But we're going around and she's like, oh, I'm going to take this road, this road, this road. And I was like, man, you know this town by the back of your hand. I'm like, you're like the Knox Fox. It just came out of my mouth one day. And I was like, oh, that was catchy. So I just kind of like rolled, like she said, just rolled with it. Um, the first thing was a, a, a vanity plate, says Knox Fox. And um, next thing you know, I, I had a logo made and, and then it turned into the name of our brokerage. So um, I, it was kind of, a, in a way, it was kind of a test to see too, like how... How well it was received. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and the funny part is, is a lot of people like it because it's, it's, it's got that catchy stuff yeah, to it. Yeah, it is. I think it's also um, real estate has a tendency to be really stuffy, mm. you know, um, and so it's fun. Right. Right. So I think anyways, but that's yeah. where that came from. And it's very fitting, you know, I mean, I mean, let's face it. And it, most most people know, right. We know Terry Joe because, again, Terry Joe's and, and you both, Eric, are very involved in our communities. Uh, and you do a lot to serve the communities. You're involved in many of boards and clubs and organizations, and which is why we see each other all the time. Because much <laughs> like you, I am a part of a lot of that as well. So, but you are a little unique, is that you're not a part of any of these large national chains. You're an independent. 
brokerage and real estate group. Yes. Um, yes, we are. We are independent. Um, you know, to be honest with you, most people think of uh, when they think of a brokerage, they think of the, the large names. Um, but the um, the fact of the matter is, is there are independent brokerages are probably make up a large majority of the real estate firms out there. Um, what that does for us, though, is it it allows us to market our, ourselves in a different way. We're not right. in any sort of big box. Um, we're, a, what you call more like a team ridge. So we run like a team. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have just independent agents that are doing their own thing. Um, we all work together. So right. um, we're, we're kind of a different model that way. Well, I, I mean, and to me, I, I mean, I think that's great, right? I mean, it, much like our business, I'm not a part of any dealer program. You know, you're, we're not paying royalty fees or fees to somebody else, but it gives us the opportunity to be us. Yeah. And we still are able to provide this same, if not better level of service Mm -hmm. because it's more one-on-one and like our clients and customers, the community can actually come directly to us as the owners and they can have our personal cell phone numbers and everything. They're not just going to get an email or, Oh, so sorry. I can't get back to you right now. And, um, that rolls into one of our things is, um, communication is very important with any mm-hmm. type of relationship you have yeah. in this. I mean, anything with you and your children, with you and your wife, your employees, everything. So over communicating is the number one rule and key in our business, in our amongst our team, mm-hmm. amongst ourselves, as well as when we are signing on a client to commit to us, we tell them that we expect it from them as well. So we have that true expectation up front rather than where's the communication? (laughs) So communication is very, very important on building any type of relationship. And that is something that we take very serious at the Knox Fox real estate group. Yeah, no, I mean, without a doubt. And I think, you know, you mentioned it, right? I mean, obviously you guys are accessible as owners, but you have, have established an amazing team that is also available. And it's kind of like I, I tell our customers, I, I mean, I love being a part of our business and you, we see so many businesses where the owner is not a part, or if you deal mm-hmm. with a, a big corporation, you're never going to get anybody from the big corporation who's a part. They're just managing and, and throwing out all these uh, processes and procedures. And by by that being the case, I'm a, I'm a pretty busy guy. You know, I'm, I'm in and out of meetings and in different events, and I'm doing stuff constantly. And because of that, Yes, you can call me or text me anytime you want. Email me. It's great. But if you need immediate help, I have an amazing team behind me that is right there available for you. And and I know you guys do as well. So that's that's a great point that building that team and emphasizing the uh, the communication is huge. So, yes, um, it really is. And our team is very important to us. And it's taken us some time, of course, to find the right people for the right mm-hmm. positions. Um, but we have an amazing team from my personal assistant, Shelby, to our two agents that we partner up with um, for, with our buyers, which are going to be Teresa and Sean. Um, we have our own media content manager um, that is going to be Andrew. And he does professional photography and mm-hmm. um 
fun like again it gets down to the creativity with eric and him um they do amazing for our listings and for our clients to know like their houses and their listings are really getting out there to the community and to the public whether it's here in the country or across seas because with having the brokerage we were able to eric researched because that's what he does he's analytical and researches a lot (laughs) that's not a bad thing it's not it really helps us again because i am so not that person (laughs) um but he really wanted to make sure when we went off on our own from the bigger brokerage that we were able to provide that same level of service and i feel like we provide even some of the best service because we are able to get our listings and our information out there to across the world. Um, And so, and then we also have an amazing TC who is our transaction coordinator that helps our clients stay on task and, and, and so forth in regards to the transactions and so forth. So, yeah, because, you know, I mean, obviously in a real estate transaction, things are very time sensitive and and i know you know again being in a busy world of course where we live at in general right we have a lot of folks who are here who may be a part or work at uh, oak ridge and they can't have their phones with them and communication with them during certain hours is very difficult so having somebody on your team who completely understands that but understands the task at hand i mean i think that's important i've I may have bought a house or two in my day and, uh, you know, I've had some good experiences and not so good experiences. So, well, that was probably one of the first things that Terry, Joe and I focused on when we started working together, which we've been, um, married for nine years. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and we've been working together (laughs) from, from that point. Actually, Uh it was the first month after we got married. So it was next month will be nine years. We tried out this marriage right from the right. 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 That's and it's been amazing. Me. I mean, we are so blessed. So I'm sorry I interrupted. Oh, no, you're good. Um, so, but communication is, has been, um, and probably always will be one of the biggest complaints amongst consumers uh, about real estate agents. Mm-hmm. And um, so we've always made that like a, a center point um, of our, you know, of, of our brokerage is we, we want to, as I use the term, over communicate. Um, another thing that kind of makes us, a, I think, a little bit different is me being the broker. Um, in, in a larger firm, the broker is is going to be very management heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not gonna you're not gonna meet the broker uh, most likely as a consumer. Um, the only time you'll ever talk to that broker is most likely because you have some big issue. Right. Um, whereas I monitor pretty much everything that happens. Um, I every email that gets sent to a, um, one of our clients during a transaction gets copied to me. I have a special email just for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm in that email every day uh, just so that I make sure that everything's going the way it's supposed to. Right. So, um, and then if I need to step in, I, I, I do so. I don't have to wait for somebody to ask, sure. you know, to ask me. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, I mean, a good point, right? So that broker is, you're, you're kind of like the, the listed name when it comes to state licensing, mm-hmm. much like in our world, we have what's called a qualifying agent. And that, that person is supposed to be that oversight, that, that management piece to make sure that, uh, people are registered and licensed and all their continuing education is taken care of, but also making sure that in maintaining the integrity of the company as well. And so that is, uh, I mean, it's vital, right? I mean, it's vital. So it, it's good to know that, 
Uh, obviously, it makes you very busy, but that's a lot of emails, Eric. <laughs> it it's, is. It's a lot of emails. Um, yeah, was it uh, the, the other day? I was out of the office a good chunk of the day. and um, Because we went to a baseball thing? Oh, yeah. There was, there softball. Was, softball. Softball. So there, sorry. There, there was there was a few things going on that day, and um, I still got to like look. You know, I have it all on my phone as well, So, um, but I didn't have a chance to go in depth. So the next day, I stepped I keep that inbox to down to like four or five emails every day. The next day I had 90 something to go through. Hmm. Um, but I, again, like I said, I did right. um, just to make sure we were on track with everything. Right. Well, so if you're listening this morning and you've got questions about real estate, uh, I have the pros in the house. We have Terry Joe Fox and Eric Whitener from the Knox Fox real estate group. Give us a call or text 865-656-8255 or you can call toll-free at 1-800-951-8255. Now that we have gotten to know a little bit about the Knox Fox real estate team, uh, we're gonna when we come back, we're going to talk about our market, what's hot, what's happening, and what you need to look for if you're interested in buying or selling your home. This is Around the House with Scott Brokamp on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Well, good morning and welcome back to Around the House. I am Scott Brokamp of His Security Technology. And in studio this morning, we have Eric Whitener and Terry Joe Fox from the Knox Fox Real Estate Group. And, uh, well, they're here mainly with it being Earth Day. They have a huge event that's going on today. So which one of you wants to refresh us about this amazing event? Um, I'll go ahead and take that. So we're... um. <laughs> So we're hosting a uh, community shred day event um, over at, it's going to be at the Admiral Title West Knoxville um, parking lot. Uh, that address is 8517 Kingston Pike. Um, we're going to have a shredded truck on site to where you can um, basically just pull up, um, open the, the, the tailgate or back door or whatever. We'll grab your items. It'll go right into a large trash can and right into the shredded truck. Um, and shredded, it'll be shredded on site. Um, and the reason why this is a, a great day to do it is because, you know, instead of throwing your documents away in the trash where it'll take up, you know, space in a landfill, um, by shredding it and it will be recycled. Mm -hmm. So it is, it, it ties in with Earth Day real, real nicely. Um, on top of that, it's the best way to get rid of that, uh, sensitive, um, data that you have sitting probably right. in, you know, in a closet somewhere. So you don't want your social security number getting out there. Right. Not everything needs to be recycled. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, and another, um, you know, it's right after tax season mm -hmm. where people might have documents that they're like, you know what, I'm, I'm done with them now. I don't need them anymore. I've already, you know, done it. Um, and then also like with family members that, um, have, you know, possibly, passed away and so forth they might have boxes and bags and sure. things just hanging out and those empty houses and so forth right well and it's great too because i mean let's face it if if you can at least get it in your vehicle and get it there you have uh huge teams of support to be able to help unload those things and get them shredded and get them taken care of so and, and i think you know as we know it, in life, a lot of times what happens is is that people aren't capable of making that transition or making that move or getting those items out. So um, thank you guys for putting this on. So what in what time does that run today? It's going to be from 10 o'clock to 1 o'clock. 
10 to 1 admiral title so if you're not familiar it is walker springs area walk it's right on kingston pike so if you know where uh, the gold's gym is it's probably the the anchor store in there um it right in that shopping center area it's uh the old bank right near the corner where well now is a car wash used to be yeah. shoney's so yeah. um bring your documents out there keep them safe keep them shredded and uh well help help mother earth in the process and i will i would like to say just like because you mentioned we have a huge team out there we do have um multiple people from our team at the Knox Fox real estate group, uh, Vicki Williams, um, at movement mortgage. She's going to have a couple of people out there. Um, Val, um, Privet from beacon insurance is going to have a few young men out there to take the, the items. And of course we have junk galaxy. So our, and they're all a part of being a part of the community. All of us are. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, I guess I missed my opportunity to get in on that, but anyway, uh, you have nothing else to do. Just yeah, no, nothing else to do. So, all right. So let's talk real estate. Okay. I mean, that's what you guys do for a living. Eric's Eric's Mr. Analytical research. And, and that's one of the things that's really kind of cool, right? Is it that is. you guys really kind of get a good look at what's happening real estate wise, not just here, but across the country. So, I mean, everybody's kind of, we went from hot to everybody said cold, but looking at the data, it's really not, is it? So where do you get your information from? Look, I, I go to like multiple sources. I scrub, scrub, scrub. And because if you read one source, you're getting bad information most likely. So I, I would have to agree with that. Um, the, the problem I think with a lot of people have with trying to understand the real estate market is they're reliant on what they hear on the news um, maybe some articles in the paper um, and some things online. And and the thing of it is, is most of the data that comes out, especially reports on, on big websites, say like Redfin or, or, you know, if Zillow puts out a blog post, a lot of that information is going to be national, mm-hmm. um, especially the news reports. They're talking about, you know, if they say, you know, home prices are down or sales are down, they're crunching national numbers. And what we found is, okay, so 20, 2020, 2021, um, and leading into 2022, almost every real estate market was going up. But when interest rates uh, took that big jump mm-hmm. last year, uh, some things happened. A lot of markets paused, and then there seemed to be a, a definite divide. So markets that are are really having a hard time right now are a lot of what we call sand states. You know, the California, Nevada, um, Arizona, well, Texas, Texas. Right now. Um, yeah, parts of Texas, but so the real, the real thing to always keep in mind though, is real estate is super local. Um, and Mm -hmm. the more local you can get, um, with your information, the better off you are. Right. Because even in, even in Texas, there are some areas that, you know, are down double digits, um, you know, price wise, but then there are some areas that are still appreciating. So you can be very misleading when you hear those national numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, but what we've seen here locally is the demand for housing is high it is Uh, there there are a lot of people in if you're driving around town you've seen a lot of apartments going up um housing in general like i'm not talking just homes to buy but housing in general is in high demand um but because of that inventory is still really considerably low it's higher than it was last year um on average but it's lower than it was pre-pandemic. So 2019, we had, just say, in the neighborhood of 5,000 homes on the market throughout the year. Um, right now, we're averaging between 2,800 and 2,900 
on a weekly basis. Um, inventory creeps up towards the weekend, and by Monday, it's already back down to around 2,800. And I'd like to just make sure that um, that is the entire, like our entire MLS, which we have the largest MLS in the entire state with covering over 12 counties, basically. So that's not just Knox County. That is going to be Knox County and all the surrounding counties along with it. And that's not a whole lot of houses well, and, <laughs> or and property. Not, no, no and, and, and we already know that there's a lot of areas once you get out to, you know, Pigeon Forge, Sevierville, mm-hmm. Gatlinburg, there are tons of, we'll just call them what they are, investment properties. People have rebuilt after the fires and now they're selling them. And so those are also a part of that, that market. So even though, you know, we're looking for livable homes, some of these homes, even though they could be lived in, their whole pretense is to be a investor or a rental property as well. Yeah. It's, um, it, it, Again, all that data can be misleading when you look at it from the wrong angle. Um, when when we're working with a, um, a home buyer or a home seller, we have to look at their actual market, their price range, um, what what kind of home is it they're selling or what kind of home it is they're buying, and then talk about competition. You know, do they have competition or do they not? You know, if you're looking for a $3 million home, you're going to have probably less competition, you know, competition. Sure. But we just put a home on the market, um, what, two weeks ago now, or is it a week ago? Um, last weekend. It's so been, it, we, Yeah, it went really fast, but um, we did a, a coming soon and we can explain more of that if we had to, but um, there's about two days we did a coming soon and we allowed for people to start seeing it on the market and so forth, but you can't show it yet. Only we only did that for two days, um, and it hit the market on Friday morning. Was our first showing, and the very last showing was uh, Sunday at five p.m. And we had eighty nine showings. Wow. Yeah, and it, it's. I mean, in, in the price point in that one, I mean, it's it listed at two fifty. Yeah, mid two fifty. Um, but with that, I mean, that house. It, we obviously knew it wasn't going to stay on the market, and there's just not enough houses for you know that many people to to purchase in that price point at this moment. Yeah. Only, only one person can buy the house. Yeah. So there, that means there's 88 other people out there looking for a similar home. Um, and those homes just, the more affordable the housing prices, the more competition there really is to get it. Um, so it's a, a great time to sell a home like that. Right. Um, it's a hard time if you're trying to buy a home like that. So it, it, if I'm a buyer, what what are things that I need to be looking for? Obviously, I need to look for a, a company uh, that is going to, I, I guess, have the data to help me guide me to the right place. But what are you seeing on the buying? Because obviously we hear all the time about selling, 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 and nobody, and then, you know, inventory. But what can we do? What's, the, what's a good strategy for a buyer? Well, I, I think the first thing, this is really... Honestly, more Terry Joe's expertise, but I'd like to maybe just explain just a little bit on Go that. For it. I, I think the thing is to have a game plan, to have a good understanding of what it's going to take to buy that home and how to, you know, come up with a strategy on how to make an offer that stands out. I mean, not everybody has hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash, but there are people out there you're going to be up against that are cash offers. Mm-hmm. So how do you craft an offer that's going to stand out? Um, are you okay with you know, doing an inspection, but not asking for repairs. Are you, um, do you have the money for your closing costs? You know, used to be getting a buyer closing costs paid was common. Mm -hmm. Um, That's been a real struggle 
in the current market. So being able to have that up front and to know and to have a strategy for how to make the best offer you can make um, up front, you only get one shot a lot of times. Right. And um, yeah, not all sellers and not all agents are going to, uh, you know, assist with doing like a highest and best in the multiple offer situation. So sometimes it's your, your, your only shot and you really want to make sure you're comfortable with what you're putting out there. Right. Um, and that's, and we help you, we advise and we can help you. We can answer lots of good questions, but it's really important to have an experienced and, you know, an agent that, you know, is on your, on, is working on your behalf and making sure that you're comfortable with the situation. Um, I've been, we've been doing this for, I mean, I'm going on 16 years this year. Eric's been like 17 years. So we've been doing it a long time, but we also go to a lot of training and we have coaches that coach us and we, um, we listen to other agents in other markets that are maybe ahead of us here in East Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And we learn how to negotiate with these other agents that maybe have been in it, you know, like I said, you know, just as long or longer possibly, but learning their tactics as well so that we can actually bring it back here to East Tennessee and help our clients and the customer, you know, um, understand. But we also do a, you know, when it comes down to like buyers purchasing in this market, it can be really overwhelming. And so we want people to know that we actually sit down and we explain the process. Mm. We don't just right. show houses and oh, we're not door openers. And I make it very clear that we're not door openers because we are professionals in this. Just like when you go to a professional for other things like your car, you know, dentist, things like that. Um, but we do... We sit down and we do a buyer consultation and we explain the entire process from the beginning, the terms within the contract, you know, that we would be talking about when it comes down to writing an offer, mm -hmm. um, all the way through, through closing inspection, everything. So we want people to know what they're doing rather than just telling them what to do. Right. We don't want you to say, Hey, just sign this paper. No, we want you to understand everything because that's going to help our our community and our clients and our consumers sure. understand what they're doing rather than just like, I mean, afterwards they're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I'm like, well, that's not good. So a couple of years ago we started, and I would say probably about four or five years ago, really truly sitting down and showing people what it looks like. Right. So I, I was having a conversation with somebody just yesterday and it had nothing to do with real estate, but it was the same concept. Right. And just like with talking about Amy and gardening through mm -hmm. time, we have, we have been able to learn a lot of things, mm -hmm. right? We have more tools available. We have more available to us. We have more information to help us make better decisions. And, and, and through that process, people like me, if you, if I need to do something then, and it's different than what I've been ingrained for the last 52 years of my life, I need you to tell me why. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's a very important aspect is to be able to explain what you're doing in this process, because now I think that process is more daunting than it has probably ever been. Um, I, I just, knowing what I know, uh, of the market and and what is going on here locally in our industry i mean it's just it's tough you're it right is. if if you don't just have bags of money and you're looking for a uh you know a 2.5 to plus million dollar house the 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 market to be able to obtain that property is very difficult right now well, it is very well and i will say i know there are a lot of people out there 
that are on the fence, you know, or they think like, hey, they've heard, they've listened to the, the news and they're like, I'll just wait. I'll wait till the market comes down. Um, I don't see our market coming down. Um, we're a higher, a highly desirable location. Um, and even with our home prices having risen like they have, we're still very affordable, not just from home prices, but when you figure in the other things like property taxes, um, I've been looking a lot, uh, I've been looking a lot at other areas. And so places in the Northeast, you know, your annual property taxes on a, on a very comparable home could be 10 grand a year. Right. Right. Well, and let's, unfortunately we were up to, up to a short break here, but let's talk about that when we come back. Right. Uh, let's talk about some of those things that make this market what it is. So, uh, if you need to get in touch with the Knox Fox, best ways to find them online, thenoxfox.com. Very simple and easy. Just the way we like it. Hey, tune in with us here when we come back on Around the House. News Talk 97 WOKI. Well, welcome back to Around the House. Hope you've enjoyed listening this morning. We are finishing up here with Eric Whitener and Terry Joe Fox of the Knox Fox Real Estate Group. And right before the last break, we were talking about, uh, well, property taxes. Yeah. So, so what I was alluding to is basically a lot of areas, Texas is having this issue a lot. Um, they don't have the same property tax laws that we do. And so people who currently own, their values have gone up and their property taxes have just skyrocketed. We also see this in the Northeast. Um, I was sent a property from an agent um, in Massachusetts, and I found this very interesting. It made me dig a little deeper. Um, but this house is built in 1895. It's been remodeled. It's a four-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath, 1,764 square feet, and they're listing it for $775,000. So first of all, that is a very high price for what I would consider a relatively small house. I mean, sure. here here a $700,000 house is going to be much larger than right. that. Um, but then I was looking at the taxes, um, you know, went to Zillow like most of us do, and uh, wanted to look at the, the history. And the 2021 property taxes on that were $5,889. Um, and I couldn't imagine having a property tax for a 1,700-square-foot house. I didn't even have two full bathrooms right. um, for almost six grand a year. Right. That's a lot of money. So do you find the information on Zillow? Is it accurate? <laughs> Sorry. So, <laughs> um, so that's a mixed bag. I, mean, um, I had to ask. You, you, know, you mentioned it. Everybody so. asks that question, though. It, <laughs> It, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Some of it is, some of it isn't. It depends on where they're pulling their data sources. Um, it, it really does. Um, I just know that it's, it is where a lot of people go to search. Um, it is. And they do put a lot of good information on there. Um, I don't dislike Zillow, but it's also not my, I mean, I'm not reliant on it either. Right, right. No, yeah. and I would definitely say to the um, to the community, if, if you have an agent or somebody that you trust and you know that you can get some valuable information from utilize them rather than Zillow is my personal right. opinion. Well, yeah. so well, let's put it, let's put it this way. Zillow's known. It really took off because of its Zestimate and they have started to abandon their Zestimate. I don't know if anybody's noticed that, um, but they used basically their algorithm to start an I buying program last year, mm -hmm. year before, and they lost 800 something million dollars and had to shut it all down. So their ability to tell you what your home is worth is not. 
No. Right. Um, but pulling stuff like tax information, assuming they're getting it from tax records, right. be somewhat accurate. Well, and I think, you know, I mean, that's a good testament to research in general, right? Like Terry Joe asked me, where am I getting my information <laughs> from? And, and what I have been able to learn with the help of my wonderful analytical researching wife is that... <laughs> You know, it, it, just because I saw it on Facebook doesn't mean it's a great source of information, right? Yeah, right. You, if there's something that piques my interest or that I'm interested in, I'm going to, if I read an article, I'm going to read that article and then I'm going to start searching yeah. that topic and I'm going to go read seven, eight, ten different articles so that, you know, I can get the information and I'm not a... Uh, I'm not really a, a, a box guy, right? I don't like to be put in a box. I don't want to fit in a box. I like to make my own opinions. I like to come to my own understandings. And the only way I can do that is by doing the necessary research. And, you know, I, uh, Zillow is one that they have been known that not necessarily pulling their information from reliable sources. Yeah. So, uh, you, you know, go you can, you can go to any of the local tax registries for wherever you live and mm -hmm. all that public information is right there easily accessible and value and, and, and available to you and our local association um they actually do a monthly like updates and so forth and eric um being who he is and how he does things he actually does provide that a lot of that information on a monthly basis to our database right. so um and i'm just going to kind of go into like we are located in the west knoxville area on kingston pike at 11553 kingston pike um it's right across the street from the Coles in Farragut. It was a dream come true when we got our office. So um, I, I love it. And I welcome people to stop by and, and uh, have a cup of coffee and just get to know us a little bit if they'd like. Um, we are today, we are sponsoring, obviously, the Shred It Day event. And we really want people to just know about it. And we want you to come out and take advantage of our, our free event to our community. And that's right off of... Uh, Kingston Pike as well at 8517 Kingston Pike. Um, and I am just so thrilled to be here. And I really want to say that just one more time before you guys actually cut me. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, but, um, and thank you for having us and allowing us to kind of get out to the community that we have this event because we really have this truck there from 10 to one today. So we want people right. to come out and take advantage of it. Yeah. Come get all those, uh, essential documents that you need to get rid of, get them shredded, get them taken care of. Uh, again, thank you. Thank you guys so much again for really what you do for our community. I know that, uh, Terry Joe and, and myself are Rotarians, uh, and, and our passion is giving back to our communities, uh, as well as many other organizations that I know that you guys are a part of to um, not just, again, not just to do real estate, but to help do life with, with our communities. I mean, being a good neighbor, that's right. Just like, just like us as a business and as a company, again, we got our ideal spot right there in Kingston Pike. We want you to come visit and same thing. We want to build lifelong relationships uh, with our clients. So uh, thank you guys so much for being a part this morning. If you missed any part of the broadcast or would like a, to get in a get a copy of a previous episode, you can actually go search it any of your local podcast places. Just search around the house with Scott Brokamp, or you can go to hissecurity.com and click on the ATH radio tab to find past shows. I want to thank my guests for being on the program today, Amy Hahn, Master Gardener, Eric Whitener, and Terry Joe Fox from the Knox Fox Real Estate Group. 
Let's support them today with either Amy's Facebook Live discussion on gardening or Eric and Terry Joe's shred, shredded events at Admiral Title and Kingston Pike. Around the House is produced by News Talk 98.7 with guest coordination services from B Media Savvy. Tune in next week as we discuss one-day trips around East Tennessee. School will be out soon, and you'll be making travel plans. Our guests will help you get ready. Thank you for listening this morning, and I hope you have an amazing day around the house.